Something is rotten in the state of the internet. Tomatoes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Fermented Fruit, the podcast, a podcast within a podcast, where we drink the best fermented drinks and discuss movies rated as rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, We'll weigh the pros and cons and decide for ourselves whether the movie truly is rotten or, like a fine wine, just fermented. Uh, This week, we're going after the 1998 high school comedy Can't Hardly Wait. I am your host, Bobby. Joining me this week will be the Rick. Yo, 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 yo! Eric. Hello! And Griff. What's up? What's up? All right, folks. Well, guys, the, the end of the school year, as wonky and crazy as it's been, is upon us. Uh, the school system I worked for just had a drive through graduation ceremony where they drove throughout the entire town like as a like a procession and then they came back to the high school and got out of their car and waited in line six feet apart from each other got their diploma and hopped back into their car exciting exciting it was a a mobile traffic jam mobile yeah yes (laughs) it was like a funeral procession but we were you know just killing their hopes and dreams i guess Uh, So I thought uh, it would be a good choice to do a high school comedy this week on Fermented Fruit. So we chose Can't Hardly Wait, 1998 comedy starring who? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ethan Embry, Seth Green. Oh, my Uh, God. Seth Green's hilarious in this movie. And there's my son screaming he's, about a bad cactus. He's also <laughs> excited about this movie. So this he's movie kind of wasted on some juicy juice. <laughs> this movie was released on June 12th, 1998. So we're just wow. short. I mean, we're a week after, not even a week after the help me out here, 22 year 22? anniversary. We're really good at picking out movies can't... like around the release date. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep it up. I think, I think it'll work years out well. Ago? I can't hardly ago. wait to watch this movie. <laughs> now, Eric's never seen this movie. Never. That, how the hell did you escape seeing this movie when no, it I, came I, out? Really? I like, did, even I have seen this movie. I have no idea. I've never even heard of this movie until you Puberty? guys. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was great in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. I'm going to kill you. Are you? Is that, is that not her? How that dare you? No, her. she's the one from the Scream franchise. Oh, God damn it. Cox? <laughs> oh, close. Closer. Party of Five? No, Beverly Hills. That's the one. Oh, okay. Beverly Hills right. 90210. Yep. As long as we do. Actresses, the triple it was. names are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so we we can't really ask Eric how he felt about the movie, but what are Rick and Griff? What are your memories of your reaction to the film? Very positive. I remember loving this movie. This is yeah. this is a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I've seen it 
and I remember it being hilarious and like I don't know I don't want to say as accurate as a teen comedy can be, but being like, yeah, I I know that feel. Uh, <laughs> I uh, have felt things before. <laughs> I remember the shock of you telling me it was rotten because that doesn't make any sense to me. It's the it's, problem it's... with this website, man. Sometimes <laughs> it's just so on rotten. Speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, with the tomato meter, it's at 42%, which means it's 18% rotten right now. Uh, the audience score is at 63%, which is only 3% above rotten. So audience feels, you know, 20% different than the, the, the pros, but it's still close to being rotten. So... Uh, this movie came out June 98, so are we all class of 03? I'm yes. 04. Eric's 04. Look at that so, young. I'm a baby. So Rick Griff and I were going from 12th. 7th to 8th grade <laughs> yeah. when this movie came <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric was going from 6th to 7th. Our brains were why perfectly developed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen this movie since maybe sophomore year of high school. Yeah, what? probably around the same time for me, too. Okay, so Griff and I haven't seen this movie in in about 20 years, right? It's about, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> oh, oh, God. 2001, 2000. Oh, God. I owned it. I, I remember renting it on VHS. I've owned it on DVD, and I've since <laughs> upgraded to Blu-ray. I, <laughs> I, I love this movie. <laughs> Rick's got it all figured out here. I just don't understand. I did. I looked at the IMDb and I don't see Pauly Shore in it, so I don't know how he ties into this whole thing. Uh, he doesn't, and we've only done one, so it's not like we've set a precedent, Eric. Don't don't send us down there because I'm don't so tempt confused. me, Eric. Don't tempt me. The same biodome is floating out there. We tackled Pauly Shore's highest rated film, <laughs> and it did not do well. It was horrible. And I want to do one of his lowest rated films because. I remember it being hysterical. So we're going to keep that in our back pocket. Right now we're going to watch Seth Green try to play a white kid who thinks he's, you know, a rapper. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ethan Embry, who is just an absolute annoying stalker type. This is this is all pulling from memory. He's a, I might man, be he's a man with a dream. He, he had a moment. Yeah. It was that Pop-Tart moment. Yeah, and there's the, the ginger who steals stuff. Oh my God! He's from the Amer. He's the Shermanator from the American Pie franchise. Yeah, and he's also the little guy from Major Pain, who who <laughs> oh has God. allergies, and sneezes a bunch. He looked little- like my friend. He looked like my friend growing up, Shane. Oh my God! Jerry O'Connell's in this movie. Jenna oh, yes. Elfman, right. Melissa Jenna Joan Hart. Elfman's in this movie. Mel- Melissa <laughs> Joan Hart. She's trying to get her uh, yearbook signed by fucking everyone. Everyone, yeah. Little known Donald fact. Faison from um, Scrubs. Griff's got a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Seth Green's character would go on to inspire Jamie Kennedy in Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh. Yes. Oh, they are absolutely the same fucking character. You, you can't even fight that. Yeah, it's, it is the same. And I hate that it's a trope. It was a trope for a very short period of time, but it was a trope. But they capitalized out. on it. And so, Eric, the- this, this is one of your fiance's favorite movies, Yeah. Is it? It is. Did, did she say, or she's just seen it? I thought I, I, I she, thought you said something about her loving this movie. I don't remember. I think she said she really enjoyed it. So I think oh, okay. she uh, maybe she'll watch it with me. I'm not. Bit. I'm not going to put words in your fiance's mouth. Then I'm sorry. 
I apologize. I will uh, ask her on the record. Presenting. We do have a on-call uh, lie detector test in the basement, so I'll just bring that oh. up and I'll uh, I'll see. Don't I ask what else we use that for. How nineties this What's movie is. This With movie all the super nineties, like X Files references and and just everything that was going on at that time. I just realized great. that this is this is the June twenty twenty thing. This is us facing our mortality. With how old this is. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to watch it again and to uh, so if you have if you didn't listen to our first episode, which was on Encino Man, uh, I already said it in the intro, but we we get tanked and we review a movie, and I I can't wait. I I haven't watched this under the influence of anything, so <laughs> I can't wait to see. That changes my perception say, of it. I've probably been sober every time I've ever seen it, so this will be new. It'll be this a newer experience. I'm sure I've watched Under the Influence oh. of Mountain Dew, but that's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's almost that's it. as dangerous. There's a scene where the nerd kid from Hook is like, oh, how, how are you going to make sure you don't get drunk? He goes, well, I have a card, and it tells me exactly how many alcoholic beverages I can imbibe. <laughs> I, I can't understand how you n- remember all this. <laughs> so let's see. This movie was made for $10 million. It made $25 million in the box office, so it, it wasn't a flop. I mean, it I it doubled its money. It's not a $100 million movie, but, you know, made money. It has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and it's got a 52% on Metacritic. So even on Metacritic, it falls underneath the 60% threshold that we're, we're shooting for here. Um, God. Damn. If you do a quick Google search on Can't Hardly Wait, it shows you movies people have also searched for. And oh Superbad is on that list. Superbad did the high school movie much better than Can't Hardly Wait did the what? high school movie. I enjoyed this better than Superbad. You are out of your mind. You need to rewatch Superbad. <laughs> You're Probably just straight do. up wrong. I, have, I haven't watched that in a long, long time. I almost pissed myself in the movie theater watching Superbad. I haven't. I don't think I've seen that since the movie theater. To be honest, uh, I wish it was rotten. It's not because it's a good movie. But we sh- maybe we should just watch it anyway. <laughs> maybe we sh- maybe we should do uh, something else the and reverse? call it like drunk it's tracks. <laughs> drunk tracks. <laughs> so let's see here. Some top critics. Some top critics said uh, there are signs that can't hardly wait. Once had more serious aspirations. But in the final edit, at least, it's the dumb, broad slapstick that prevails, short-circuiting identification with the characters before it can begin. John Hughes must be spinning in his grave. A failed attempt to recapture the exuberant magic of such high school movie classics as American Graffiti, this is a loud and boisterous comedy in which the entire action is set during an interminably long graduation night. Manages to serve up new rock, 80s dance music, rap, and Barry Manilow, a combination custom-made to annoy audiences of all ages. (laughs) I can't wait for that. That's right. There's some weird Barry Manilow moment in this movie, isn't there? There is a Barry Manilow moment. That's That's where Jenna Elfman is. (laughs) That's right. The movie lumbers ungracefully from romantic showdowns to deep conversations to bathroom humor. That was Roger Ebert. Who gave it a 1.5 out of 4. Oh, 
He was Ouch. way off. May he rest in peace. So let's dead. So we're gonna go. Oh. We're gonna go oh, and imbibe God. in some uh, some lovely fermented beverages. Rick, what what are we what are we drinking this week? I'm drinking Metallica's Blackened Whiskey. Just bought a bottle today. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. 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 Eric, what are you going to be taking part in? I'm going to go with the Glenn Levitt 12-year scotch. Oh, <laughs> oh I love you. A fancy <laughs> scotch for a non-fancy movie. <laughs> Eric's going to get wasted on fancy scotch and talk shit That's about a awesome. movie. Griff, That's awesome. Griff, what about beautiful. you, bud? I'm going to be drinking Jameson Black Barrel. There we go. And, and I am going to be drinking some some kind of mixture of vodka and soda, probably coconut vodka and Diet Coke or nice. green apple vodka and pink lemonade, which I'm kind of on a kick now. Oh, God, green apple. So lemonade. we're going to go. We're going to have some beverages. We're going to watch this movie. And when we come back, we're going to be good and toasted and ready to talk. Can't hardly wait. We'll see you. <laughs> When we're done drinking. Woo! Woo Here we go. What's going on? There we are! Alright! Hello, and we are back. And guess Never what, back! Folks? I love guess. scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Guess what, folks? What? We what? found it. We found a designated driver. <laughs> Who is it? My lovely wife, Carly, is with us. Oh. And she's been the responsible party here tonight. And Thanks she, for driving us. She's dry this evening. I'm not tipping you, though. No, nope, we're not tipping her shit. But she's going to take us down to Paradise driver. City. You're welcome. She's here to try to keep us in check. It's not going to work. Good. <laughs> but hey, here we are. Fermented fruit. Episode two. What's the movie? Can't hardly wait. That's the movie. And it didn't even have Polly Shore in it. No, not one second of Polly Shore. Wait, guys, what about the shot? We might. (laughs) He's getting to it. Let it it. I'm ready to drink. Wet his whistle. We're gonna have to start this. We're gonna have to start our review of the show with our final shot of the movie, gentlemen. Every time Bobby's loud, you take a shot. L'chaim. <laughs> hey! Stay cooked. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. shit. All right. Is it bad that didn't feel like anything? Johnny what? Walker Red Label. Y'all look like that one hurt. <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God. I feel like someone kind of, like, ate a bunch of pennies and pissed in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird because I feel like I licked Abraham Lincoln's balls. <laughs> did they did they taste like emancipation? No, they tasted like pennies because he's on the <laughs> penny. Oh, oh, oh. Griff was there, I was not. I got it. I'm with you. I was going more like five dollar bill. Fun fact. <laughs> Wait a sec, we were supposed to do lines? <laughs> no, we're drinking. That's the All thing right. we're doing. So oh. oh. Here we are, folks. We watched. I can't hardly wait for this review, guys. We, Let me tell you. I have a page and a half joke. of notes. A we page lost. and a half of notes. I only have two jokes, Griff. That's one of them. The other one's on page two of my notes. Oh, my goodness. You said you can't say that. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Eric. This is the most you've talked on a podcast. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you guys didn't talk about stupid movies all the time. And we're talking about a stupid Avatar. Movie. I'm watching Avatar this weekend, Griff, so don't you worry. Do it. Airbender or the blue people? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit about the blue people. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you desmirch the Navi. All like smirch. Right, Fuck the Navi. My number one note of this movie is I have this in stars and I even highlighted it. It says, This is super bad. And no, I don't mean the movie that came out 10 years ago. I meant this is super bad. As an adjective. <laughs> Awful movie. So, what are you talking about? Man. Shot of fire. Shot of fire. That's your first note? I'm being the heel. <laughs> I'm being the heel of this, this uh, review. God, usually you hear the shit after it comes out. Minus right. Melissa Joan Hart becoming goth uh, because she didn't get goth. her... Science. He means emo. He doesn't he mean goth. Becomes, fucking idiot. He wasn't even emo. Which? What the uh, fuck are you oh, talking about? He's talking about Sabrina, the teenage witch. <laughs> it's a, she becomes Sabrina after she doesn't get her yearbook signed by everybody. This is, this is the prequel for all of the sitcoms that that we watched in like the early 2000s. They were all there. It's Sabrina, the teenage shit. witch. It's freaks and geeks. It's all Buffy of it. The Vampire Slayer. But, but Buffy it's the Vampire sequel. Slayer. It's a sequel to Clarissa Explains It All, though. Yes. Yeah. We have yep. to keep that in mind. Absolutely. All right. So Let's here we are, guys. Here we are. And lady. Hi. Graduation <laughs> takes place in the morning here in whatever storied town we are in. And this graduation is a fucking mess. Yeah, where are the teacher chaperones? No one's just, watching these kids? I They're not post-graduation. These kids are making out during graduation. Someone's playing a Game Boy. I saw that Game Boy classic There's and I enjoyed 90s. it. I just kept yout, yeah, shouting, 90s, every time shit like Tons that Tons of would 90s happen. shoes, platforms, 90s. shit we see, right? My, my, my first note is, like, the movie starts with Eve 6, and I am immediately brought back to 1998. Yeah. Like, that's a strong opening. It did have a if great we soundtrack. want to talk real quick, the soundtrack is strong in this movie. Oh. I, oh, I literally man. took so many notes. Eve 6, um, Oh My God, Creed. Um, Very, oh, God. I, I was so bad because I recognized the riff and was like, oh, I yeah. like that song. Yeah. Fuck, it's Creed. It's, and it's hard, it's hard to imagine a time before Smash Mouth died in 2005. <laughs> but there's a lot of Smash Mouth on this soundtrack. There was more than one. I only thought they had one song. There were, there were three. <laughs> There were three whoa, 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 Smash Mouth songs. Smash Mouth only had two songs, Griff. What are you talking about? Okay, no. We can talk about this another time, but Smash Mouth apparently has at least 27 songs, and I learned this recently. But we'll right, talk about it another time. Tune in on Sunday when we do F and Culture, where yes. we go through all 27 Smash Mouth of songs. Well, and our Mount, Rushmore, our Mount Rushmore of Smash Mouth. How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> I'll explain on the next episode of F and Culture. <laughs> we don't have time for it now. Right. Rick, Carly, Carly Fink said Smash Mouth opened for Hootie and the Blowfish last year. Who opened for naked ladies. Bare naked Bare ladies. ladies. Okay, sorry. I confused them in my head. You just said Matchbox 20. I thought it was Matchbox The prequel to Smash Mouth. <laughs> so, guys, guys, can we just real quick, why does that motherfucker's 
graduation robes smell like blue cheese. Oh, yeah. Because he was eating delicious know. wings. Chicken wings delicious for wings. Rented. We bought our robes. Yeah. Far I in still advance. have mine somewhere. Far in advance to graduation, I had to buy my robe. Although I loaned mine to someone and the next year. I sold it to them. them. I just saw That's a little graduate wearing the exact same robes I wore 17 years ago. That's a good money. Our thing. child has come downstairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I put him to bed and now he's down here. You need to be Magic. quiet. Don't don't look at him. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Oh, I can't see you. He, he heard Stay mommy still. and daddy talking down here. Stay still. Loud. Go back to bed. He's like, I love Smash Mouth. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Don't move. His sight is based on vision. Put him on the podcast. He's here. We got to know his favorite Smash Mouth song. It's it's a rule. Hi, Dad. Somebody once told me. I assume that, uh, get back on topic, Eric. My child is here. I'm going to ignore him for 45 minutes. Leave me you're alone. You're ignoring Eric or you're ignoring the child? Both. Both is equal. Can we talk about the greatest band ever that never played a song? Love Burger. Love Burger. I literally have on my notes. The I rise totally go fall. to a restaurant called Love Burger. The Rise, Fall, and Reunion. It was amazing. It, it was a whole story as a subplot uh, to this movie. And it's this movie has a lot of incredible subplots. Fantastic. I and I believe we were robbed of a really cool sci-fi sequel. No, oh, clearly. Because the, the stinger of this movie is the <laughs> two side nerds being abducted by aliens. In broad daylight. Quasi-rapists. <laughs> Listen, there, that's one there of the cars going by in the background of my problems with this movie. <laughs> aliens don't come during the day. Hey, God damn it. Aliens come and go as they please. The only times aliens come is in an anal, anal probe. Aliens come whenever they want. Um, speaking of which, did he tell his dad not to stick that probe there? I see. I can't tell if that was one line or if one person was saying don't stick the probe in me, and the other guy said, Daddy. I can't tell. I, it was very together. I heard, don't stick that pearl in there, Daddy, and Griff heard probe, and I said, that makes more sense. But that was a, a an extremely um, well, troubling waking quote. Yes. Happens to the best of me. Shall we start from the beginning of the movie, perhaps, instead of the end credits? I we tried did. to. We started we... with the fucking graduation. Yeah, That's right. And then Smash we went Mouth to the has end 27 credits. songs in the movie. Onward. All uh, right. Hey, did you... None of us went to parties in high school, right? Nope. No. I, mean, I, went, I went to cast parties, but that's not the same thing. That's not the same. Fuck that was at Friendly's. Cast parties are not the same. <laughs> I do, do want to say, there is a distinct lack of theater nerds, like drama club nerds, in this party. Yeah. Now, that's that's the thing, right? Like... I know a lot of the critics who are older, right? They're they're professional adults. Eric, when they're when they're writing a critique of this movie, <laughs> they sit there and shit on the tropes that are full in this movie. But we went to school at this time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we saw all of these people in school. Those are our people. 
Yeah. Personally, I was a band nerd, and that's more American Pie than this movie. But let's we won't go there. But well, what I'm saying is, none of these tropes were wrong. No, no, they're no. absolutely not. As no. as a matter of fact, they were they're missing hard. Accurate. They were missing hard on the goth level. Sabrina, there were the there witch. were a few goths. There were there, there were, was a, there was a right? gaggle of girls. Right after Preston leaves, the goth girls come through the yeah. hallway. And oh, they yeah, yeah, succumb right. Sabrina. And I guess the 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 band, the and probably like the lead singer of the band, is the stand-in for the drama club nerd because he's very extra. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Prince. Extra. You know, same thing. Who will yeah. find fame yeah. later in the movie Road Trip. Yes. Hell yeah. I just did rewatched any, that a week ago. Did anyone else think the girl that played Denise, the short redhead, the short hair with the redhead, was Julia Stiles for the first half of the movie? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> okay, that there was, was no mistaking Julia Stiles. That no, was Julia that Stiles. Was just, is Julia right. Stiles. If it was cross, Julia Stiles, her love interest would have been a black guy, not a guy pretending to be a right. black. Guy. Well, I would not, Scott is in the movie. Like I it would have been him. Save the last dance for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. No, but no. I do out of out of all of our leads, I think she's the best actor that we have in the in the movie. Hold up, yes. hold up. That's another one of my problems with this movie. There was no lead. I feel like this Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Yep. Trip McNeely. You know, what? took a day off from filming Sliders and did this movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> a note. Jerry O'Connell is Sliders. This John is Davis is like, are you sure you should do this, young man? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I graduated ten years ago, but I'm looking for some young pussy, right? <laughs> yeah, there are girls here that like me. Where are they? Statutory is right? awesome, right? Oh. And he reprises oh that character in the movie Piranha. <laughs> Does he really? Oh, he's just oh, filming. It's like Girls Gone Wild, and he's just filming. Just going, the same. Okay. going back to the movie, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. So graduation happened. It did. It did. And what actually, else happened? My second note is a rare note to myself. I wrote down, fuck, I got to find my yearbook. Um, That's for Sunday. (laughs) That's our next episode. Ladies and gentlemen who listens to this, please listen to every episode. We're going to talk about our yearbook next episode. I got mine ready. I was going to say you have yours. (laughs) So they, they do like the classic introduction of our main characters, right? They give us... They gave us their headshot and the clubs they were Senior in. Senior quote. The they too many characters. So I'm gonna beef. Fuck you. I'm gonna beef just a second with Mike Dexter's layout because it says that he was varsity football, baseball, track, and wrestling. Yeah. Oh, that's only, too many. In the there's same... only three seasons. Too many seasons. There's, there's only three seasons in the high school sports arena. So one of those sports, he did not play. He Deion Sanders did. He did both. <laughs> he just, he just. What he were did they? He was... did track and baseball at the same time. Yeah. He around the bases. Totally... He just never stopped running around the bases. Yeah. He would just do a lap and then hit the ball and do a lap and hit the ball. Baseball would require what ten minutes of his time. The rest of the time he's doing track. <laughs> I mean, no one actually watches an entire baseball game, so you never know what happens. <laughs> I love that Eric's face is right into the camera. This entire podcast. Those of us who do not listen at home don't know how close or far away my face is. But I'm into the comments. That's why we're telling them because they're missing it. I 
I love, and I forgot, because uh, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I forgot I, how quick it was that they get to the party. The like, entire it, movie. The whole movie is the party. It, it party. gives you, the movie gives you exactly as much exposition as you need, and then it gets to the party, and that's the movie. Like, We're going to with everything here. That's fantastic. Versus lot- Encino Man, which took like <laughs> 45 minutes to get to. As an example, yeah. Cinematic classic yeah. compared to this film. Did, I we fl- we flushed that turd. Let's let Cino it go. Man for 48 hours straight in a locked room, then watch this movie ever again. You are oh, Eric. I'm a heel today. That means bad guy in wrestling terms, ladies and gentlemen. All right, anyway, continuing on with the film. The nerds come up with a plan to ruin this party. Like Yo, Dexter so is an asshole. This this guy, William Lichter, which yeah. is a fabulous porno <laughs> name, by the way. Yes. Bill Lichter. Bill Lichter. Yeah. <laughs> Still has in his possession. <laughs> A four-and-a-half-year-old diorama broken that a diorama. bully threw out of a window. <laughs> He's still got the pudding pants. He's still... <laughs> Why do you keep those? Hey, no one forgot about it. Full of artifacts. <laughs> I'm going to say, I still kept it's the like, shoes of the well, bully who took my shoes and hit me over the head with it. He's got a museum to Mike Dexter in his basement. I don't understand. And the plan that they come up with is severely homophobic. Like, it reeks of late 90s homophobia. Yeah. <clears throat> um, which is troublesome now. But back then, it would have ruined somebody. And they even, like, they even double down on it in the towards the end of the movie where they show, like, what certain characters are doing now. They're like, oh, he got fired because there were some Polaroids that came up of him posing with a whisk and a half-naked kid. If only they knew the Supreme Court would have said it's okay. Right? <laughs> oh, that's some contemporary. They're protected. Oh, we culture. We did get political. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the culture right there, ladies and gentlemen. Lichter, Lichter is a troubled youth. And he wants intimacy. He lacks intimacy in his life. And I think there was actually a, an attraction to Mike Dexter. And oh. that's why they kind of they kind of they kind of got pretty close. They were bonded. They yeah. I yeah. appreciated him taking the high road at the end. And we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We are I'm, at the beginning. Um, I also I, appreciated what were you gonna say, Griff? I was gonna say I appreciate the the timely Independence Day reference in the in the plan layout. Right? He went right <laughs> for it. Yep. <laughs> when did Independence Day come out? What, 96? Oh, I don't know. 96. Probably Oh, so it's only two years. Yeah. yeah. They, they Welcome to Earth. I first heard it, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is 98. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between me and you, Mike, I make this look good. I am I'm very proud of the key jar. I oh, appreciate yeah. it. That they were taking everybody's keys, so this oh, movie yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yes, youths are drinking now. Well, when the cops came, it didn't really seem to matter later because no, they were all everyone, drove everyone off. just ran. 
I thought you appreciated the kitar, and I'm like, wow, I was much more drunk than I thought during this movie because I do yeah. not remember the kitar at all. There was Huffburger, no kitar. There was no kitar. Kijar, though. Kijar. My next note is Melissa Joan Hart just got assaulted. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is that got when he pushes her out oh, of frame? He just shoved her? Spiked Dexter just fucking several times. spiked her into the ground. Just like, whoop! Again, re- reasons why she becomes Sabrina. It was the 90s. You could do that back then. They, yeah. That's how you shut him up. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're not wrong about that. Now, she said she wanted all 528 signatures from the senior that class. The largest senior class in the history of senior classes. And also, are they all at the party? Like, That's all 522 people there at the party? That's insane. That's with a what giant bath- house. With 200 bath- people were not invited because they're nerds. But, but the nerds were there. No, so the cool nerds were class. there. The nerd nerds like us, we stayed at home. We she played Dungeons and Dragons, goddammit. She didn't start right. collecting fucking autographs that day. She had a good week leading into this. Right. No one gets their yearbook the day, the last day of school. That's oh, true. And then oh, asks for second. signatures. Wait a second. Tune into F and Culture this Sunday, guys, because I have a yearbook story where I got screwed. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on. Yay. I'm okay. not even going to pay okay. attention. That, that's called, that's called goddamn trailer a, a for lead in, and that's called the people are going to turn into next episode because of that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Don't turn into next episode. Tune in. Same difference. Anyway, I have that Ivan Drago in high school is pretty funny. All right, so I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. So we've got the jocks who yeah. are idiots. Mm-hmm. We've got the, I'm not going to use the term I used to use back in the day, but the gentlemen who are inappropriately submersed into the rap culture. Mm -hmm. I know what word you're thinking. Yep, I'm not going to say it because it's not the right word anymore. The postmaster. We've got got a a bunch of tropes in here, right, in this movie. We've got all the clicks. Yeah. I've been Preston seems to be... A lone wolf, right? Like him and the redheaded girl are their own thing. What clique do you think he was a part of? I think he was a bounce around. I think there are people that kind of float between. They usually befriend two or three cliques. I used to call myself, in high school, I used to call myself a chameleon because I could go to any lunch table and have a conversation with anybody. Those of us. That we're listening right now who are Pokemon fans, you are the ditto. He is the ditto of the uh, the clan, and you just copy whoever's in front of you. You are the ditto Pokemon. I guess that's a good point. I, I thought of him as, like, the isolated writer, like the J.D. Salinger of the, of the class. Right. He just kind of does his own thing and observes... And then now, did did we know he had a thing for writing before the very end when he said he was going to a Kurt Vonnegut workshop? Yeah, his his profile said he was uh, like editor of the literary oh, magazine. Okay. All right. he and he said, and, and when they, he was talking to Denise, to Denise about the letter, he said something about oh, being a good writer and oh, rewriting it. Yeah, rewriting is, is is professional is the way it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but so I I think he was. 
I, I think he was definitely more of a solo artist, kind of just floating so around. He's, just, he's a man without a clan, you think? He's just yeah. kind of yeah. like, does his yeah. own thing. My For next sure. note yeah. is Seth Green, stick to robot chicken. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Listen. I Listen, thought Seth Green was great in this you movie. Have, you have I to like. admire Seth Green in this movie for committing to that part. Why oh, you got to mess with my flavor? He was amazing at playing that up oh, throughout the, the whole movie. Oh, really hit on when he was just like, yo, Karen, what's up, girl? And she just walked by. <laughs> Which one of these ten fine ladies go get down with me tonight? Which one of these nine fine ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these lucky ten is gonna be the lucky one? <laughs> yes. Him and his fucking... friends were so stupid. I loved it. Uh, what? what and, and we talked movie? about this in the intro, but like that was a thing. Yeah, we all in know, the late nineties. We yep. all know people that acted like that. Jenko <laughs> jeans, baby. The goblins oh. with the big jeans and oh, and Jenko and the, the white Jankos. Yeah. As more of a them and the metalheads wore the Jankos, man, yeah. and that was oh, it. The gods are so much. Rick, good it thing, was very good nice. Thing of, there's no metalheads on this podcast. Rick, it was very nice of your your character trope to be in this movie for a very brief. <laughs> moment. I was. I actually dressed. Ex- I am still dressed as I do in high. I did in high school. Yeah, <laughs> Black same. t-shirt, jeans. When that guy came on with the bandana, I was like, "There's Rick." And then he was like. <laughs> And then I got yelled at for the bandana because they could have been gang colors. I got, I was not allowed oh. to wear bandanas. Were you a blood or a crip, Rick? I just want to know. I believe I was a blood. All right, good, good, good you're, to you're know. Talk, they, you're talking about the guy had, who came. They had oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, there was no, no biggie. They were just. You're talking nice. about the guy who came on and put on Paradise City. Yes. Yeah. You mean proto Adam Devine? <laughs> yes. That's Adam's because father. he serves the same role, but 20 years earlier. <laughs> I also have on my notes, Rick only likes this movie due to Paradise City. <laughs> An excellent sequence, though. Like, it is. It was. It's a terrible edit of the song, but it is a great sequence. Yeah. I, I hate the edit of the song. You cut and wait. They should have played the whole six minutes. <laughs> so, so I had, did any of you notice, this is just a little thing. But there was a part early in the movie where um, Preston and the redheaded chick. What's her What's her character's Denise. name? Denise. 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 Preston and Denise. Short hair saw, McGee. They saw Melissa Joan Hart in a side room. And then Denise was like, what? She didn't see me. She didn't see me. And he was like freaking out about it. And then there was an extra that walked by and like patted Preston on the shoulder was like what's up man and he just walked by and I was like Preston's not the popular kid why would anybody be saying hi to Preston right now (laughs) alcohol this this extra is an amateur and doesn't belong in this movie (laughs) alcohol I mean hey what's up man oh you're not who the fuck I thought you were and then move on (laughs) that reminds me of the time I fucked up college road trip Starring Martin Lawrence, and I was an extra, and they literally kicked me off with set. But that's for the next episode of Evan Culture. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please read that and watch that episode where I'll talk about how I was on an actual movie set and got kicked off by Martin Lawrence. Continuing on. You don't I don't know you got kicked, kicked off Martin Lawrence. I got kicked out of that fucking movie. After lunch, though, the buffet was great. By Martin Lawrence? Yeah, Martin Lawrence himself came up and was like, man, 
Let's this, go. Go. Listen, go. this is called a lead-in, and this is for people to listen to next episode. And they'll that find kid with the Jetco jeans and goggles has got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I had Fubu jeans, you asshole. I had Fubu. That did two percent chance. He, he had Fubu jeans and welding goggles. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I got mess with my flavor. My my next note is where are the parents during this whole entire thing? Because if my kid ever had this party with five hundred people in it, I would literally murder them the but next that's, day. That's well, that goes back to the exp- that goes back to the exposition is that you don't need to know where they are. You just know they're not there. That's okay. that's all you need to know. They're did in they Chicago, say it at the graduation, or did they just say, "Did you hear about that party?" I don't remember honestly. I was parents. I was more concerned about people asking people to be their date to a party, which was a weird concept to me. Like, hey, you want to yeah. want to go to that party with me? I do have. I have a weird. I have a note about uh, Preston. I wrote down ah, the idealism of youth. It's fate because you're both going to a party. Like, yeah. I remember. I I know that feeling. Like, I get it. <laughs> it's dumb, but I get it. The crux of fate was the strawberry Pop-Tart. That was what yes. held the whole thing together. You know what's yep. funny? I was there, man. I was a loser looking for any kind of connection with the girls I liked. That's what you're saying, yep. too. Yep. Yeah, I yep. think we all... Yep. That does. That captures no. that very idealistic teenage party. You know? Unrealistic. Real men looked at the AIM away messages for clues. That's how you did it. <laughs> Not, <laughs> 98? I was going to say, I didn't have AIM away messages until I was in high school. Really? I think AIM was more like 99-2000. Oh, no, college. Yeah. I don't think I had a... Oh, really? Maybe my senior year I had AOL in semester. Me, yeah. eighth grade, I had it. Eighth what? grade. Which is your guys' ninth Mike. grade, because you guys are old Whoa. men. I'm one okay. year ahead of, behind you. And okay, it's the ladies, fucking youngin asking where the parents are during all this? Right? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, guys. Guys, are you into cousin love as much as this? Movie? Oh my god! from the movie uh, Selena? I feel like he's in the movie Selena. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Jennifer, what? Jennifer Lopez and her? That's... No, I have no interest that's... in seeing Selena. I don't I give a like... shit. Don't, don't cry like... for me. That's offensive me. just because he looks like Eric that Estrada. Is... Like, calm down. <laughs> Listen, Selena was great in Wizards of Waverly Place. That's all I gotta say. Speaking of which, there are far too many people at this at this party that are way too old to be at this yes. party. There was Jerry one point where they pan into the audience, and there was a black dude with a full-on mustache who looked like he was 47 years old. He was just sitting there like, what? You all didn't have that? <laughs> What you, the, the guy in school you thought was a janitor, but it ended up he's in your graduating class? Nope, not no? that bad. Absolutely that was not. Jason Siegel. Morgan Freeman <laughs> didn't come to all of your parties? <laughs> Hello, guys. My name is Morgan Freeman. I'm here to, more, to narrate your graduation. Also, my next note, speaking which movie. going back down to the uh, the movie, is uh, you think of how, like, why when they were locked in the bathroom, just yell out the window, help. The next what? scene shows people outside. People are in the fucking pool house. Just say, help, I'm locked in the bathroom. Was there a window, and though? It, I didn't see a window anywhere. What bathroom have you been in that never has a, ba- a window, Griff? I've seen bathrooms without windows. You oh. Basement bathrooms. Hell, then. You live in hell. 
and even if the bathroom had a window, what if it was on the other side of the house, Eric? Sometimes. Windows there are odd size for the show bathroom. People in the front, and they show people in that pool house. There are people in that street. Yell, help me! Uh, I'm stuck. My I, issue is how many bathrooms you speak Spanish? It's weird to me that the bathroom had a door that opened in. We have a door that opens in. Never mind. But you know what? Yeah, Whatever. You got a lot in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that giant, that giant house, there's only two bathrooms? We yeah. don't know. How, there could be a plethora of bathrooms. We you only got to house, see but you don't the have two more relevant to the storyline. Uh, maybe. Speaking, speaking of bathrooms, there was a point in halfway through the movie where a guy in the bathroom line was just like, fuck it, let's piss in the pool. Yeah. And I then later, later, there were definitely people swimming in that pool. <laughs> okay. Everyone what? has pissed in the pool before in their life, especially oh, no. while drunk. No. Come on. Uh, I don't drink. I haven't actually drunk swimming years. I usually drink swimming in a lake where pissing is okay. I, I do. I do not piss in pools. Yeah, it's no. not happened. It's not, it's not. It's not kosher, bud. No one else, listeners of the Fermented Fruit podcast, please comment if you've ever pissed in a pool before, because I feel like everyone Why? has. We're losing Why? listeners because of fucking Eric pissing yeah. in pools. You know what? <laughs> We're losing about fucking that. commercials every three <laughs> seconds. Don't, don't tell people to comment about that. Come on. Comment about anything. We need interactions, <laughs> damn it. No one Listen. comments anyway. I <laughs> know <laughs> everyone a dollar who comments on this page. Right now, this thread, when we say, hey, everybody, listen to our podcast. If you comment, I'll then mail you a dollar. <laughs> so this movie, this movie saw some, uh, some new faces then that became some pretty regular people in Hollywood. We saw, yeah. we saw some Selma Blair in there, who was right. a, just a hot second. We saw some Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. Yep. Yep. Jay, Jason Siegel. And, melon. and we saw... Jason Siegel. <laughs> Making out with the watermelon. Now this guy the action this he was guy's getting. piece of watermelon had a trail down the middle of it. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> like, thought the watermelon was hours. Like he was sitting in a trailer just tracing this line down this watermelon the whole time. He's my a vaginal, My vaginal muscles tightened. <laughs> Anyone else? I got some kegel action on the. Oh on the my! God. I was, I thought I was gonna be a squirter. I, I really did. <laughs> the, what what he was doing it really impressed me. I understand why the man has a career. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is also before seedless watermelons were a thing, so he was really working it. Oh, he was what seeding. <laughs> he was sowing those seeds. Google it. Seedless watermelons came out in 2014. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't believe you. What? I don't believe you at yeah, all. You're going to Google it, and then you're going to comment in our FN Cultured uh, Facebook group and uh, tell us when did seedless watermelons come out. Oh my I God. love that Eric is putting his face towards the bottom of his iPad like that's where the microphone is, and he's not fucking wearing it on his face. I'm wearing a headset. It's right here in my ear. This episode is all Eric pipping for the next episode. <laughs> I, just, I just went on Twitter, started following Martin Lawrence, and tweeted at him, thanking him for kicking Eric off the set all those years ago. <laughs> Fuck him. I, I wanna, you know what? You deserve to die. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple little moments with Seth Green. 
because okay. as, as a fellow ginger, I, I, you know, I feel with Seth Green. <laughs> I, I commiserate with Seth Green. Um, time is honey. What a goddamn line. Like, that's <laughs> incredible. Good man. <laughs> oh, and, and I love how he is in the bathroom cramming the Kama Sutra. And I feel like there's a joke there, but I'm too drunk to make it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This time is honey. This <laughs> watermelons was invented in 1951. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be quiet now. You've been swallowing seed all those years for no reason. <laughs> it's not for no reason, Rick. <laughs> so let's talk about that angel that that dude met in the uh, in the payphone. Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman Dharma. I almost think Barry Manilow played an important role in this film. He that, did. He, 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 he was another... He was bigger than the strawberry pop-tart that held everything together. Not unusual to be in love with... Tom fucking Jones, Eric! I hate you right oh. now. No, that's not the same person. It's not. No, they, 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 they say and pronounce their names differently. Manilow. Versus Jones. Jones. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how that's how names work. Second, yes. I couldn't tell the difference. Can you say it again? Manalo. <laughs> but uh, getting getting uh, back to the getting back to the bathroom with Seth Green. Some of those positions he was working on was uh, was very interesting. <laughs> the, hover, the hover helicopter. And what did he say? She's gonna think I'm a premature evacuator. Uh, <laughs> say, tomato, tomato. As far as I have to say. Yeah. Yep. Should I put on my chimney now? He was gonna put a condom so, on that before going. I have to story about premature <laughs> evacuation, but you have to tune into next episode to hear it. Eric, stop pimping for next episode. We have to do this episode first. You're making me hate the next episode. <laughs> tune into how Martin Lawrence made me premature evacuate before he kicked me off his set of uh, college road trip. We're gonna replace fucking Eric with with Martin Lawrence on Sunday. <laughs> I wonder if he can find his senior yearbook. It's not like he's doing anything. Fire <laughs> Lawrence or me? We're going to pitch him oh, Bad oh. Boys 5 yeah. or whatever the fuck. So this, so this party starts at what? Like 10 o'clock maybe? 10 p.m.? 9 p.m.? It's, it's dark, so, so right. probably, yeah. Even so though the plan is to, the to the break a.m. Dharma and Greg appear. The band... The band is set up at the beginning of the party, right? Yeah. They're setting up. Mm -hmm. They get into a fight, kind of. Oh, yeah. Marketing. And then, and then at 2 o'clock in the morning, they break up. Yeah. So for four hours at this party, they haven't played a single song. They're just arguing over a T-shirt and a cowboy hat. More the T-shirt, I think. I think Relatable. There, actually, yeah. I think there was an underlying current of problems that existed within the band creatively that they hadn't really brought to the surface until an emotional day as their graduation, where they all have decisions and and they're all at crossroads and forks in the road. Everything came to the top. Yeah, and, it's kind of like no Metallica when Napster came out. They talked about it in their behind the music, didn't you see it? The Love Burger behind the music. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Can we make that? I'm down. I'll make no it. One, see, no one would panther. care, but I think it would be awesome. You think Eric, you know, but you have no idea. Donald Eric will play Donald Faison. Faison? Faison. 
the greatest the greatest hits disc is just three drum hits and nothing. No, you know, I'm sorry. Eric is not going to be on here. Martin Lawrence will play Donald Faison. <laughs> Fuck Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence has got range. Sorry, everyone that's listening to this podcast that the uh, volume just went up. So, uh, episode. Martin Lawrence never plugs his future projects. Do you guys normally keep? Do you guys normally keep a, a quilt in your bathroom? <laughs> no. That's the nicest bathroom I've ever fucking seen. Right. Very I nice mean, bathroom. I know. I know Seth Green had a lot of stuff in his in his sex kit. Including a book. What high school kid reads a book? All of them. And it was it's a picture a book of the Kama Sutra. Raise your hand, ladies and gentlemen, if you've read a book that you were not forced to read in high school. I yeah. mean, if Everyone that raised their hand's a nerd. If it's a dude trying to get laid and he's got a book about the Kama Sutra, yeah, he's reading it. Let me tell you how I got laid in high school. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Watching Martin Lawrence films. No, he's, he said to let him tell it, so let's let him tell it. Yeah. Tune in to next episode, and I'll tell you. <laughs> <it next. laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Bob, we to write this down, because our fans are going to be really upset if we don't get all these payoffs. <laughs> so Martin Lawrence what are, said to Kino like here? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I have a note. I have a note that just says whipped cream exclamation point. This right. Is the one, the one thing that came out with like 12 cans of whipped cream and he's like, yo, did you hear Amanda was single? I think we're going to ask her out, bro. That's called an Amanda that Sunday. That turns her into marshmallow, man. I also, in that same exact scene, there was someone climbing a rope. Yes. Well, I noticed the guy rope climbing the rope. Too? Whoa, you guys did not have a rope course in your backyard growing up? Nerds. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't deny that. I didn't either. I wasn't athletic. <laughs> I uh, really, my parents. I really need, I really need a sequel with these two nerdy kids that were on the roof. I mean, yeah, it's true. Just that, that one scene when he's like, "Don't you think that my retainer looks like a Klingon warship fire photon?" <laughs> <laughs> and none of this shit had come back yet. Like Star Trek wasn't back in the conversation. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Star hell, Star Wars wasn't bad. We were a year away from Phantom Menace and they were talking about Ugh. the Fett. Don't talk <laughs> Here about we are twenty two twenty two years later and Mandalorians are in full fucking glory. Yeah. You know what we haven't so. you know how we haven't brought up the jock guys' subplot of breaking up with their girlfriends. Like that was <laughs> Pearl Jam, baby. 90s. Oh, I absolutely, I have a note about that. I was like, where is it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where the fuck is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I get it, dudes. That's Yield. That's right after Yield. I was like, just about to look up what album would they have been touring on. Do the Evolution, motherfucker. Like, Yield is a great get fucking it. record. <laughs> that is a great fucking record. You don't miss that. No. They don't need to talk about Pearl Jam or anything else. Their girlfriends were smoking hot. True. Also but true. But I wish there was an effing cultured episode that described our Mount Rushmore of 90s bands. Oh, wait, there is. Tune into episode one, ladies and gentlemen, and listen to all of our fellow episodes after that. God, I bet you wipe front to back. <laughs> <laughs> Misa Jar Jar Bink. I, one, of, one of my Misa notes here... <laughs> Rick's got baby girl on the mind if that's the insult that came out. <laughs> I bet you 
my front door. Uh, fucking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, no, they weren't in the soundtrack. One of my notes. I want to know how many takes it took to get the silly string directly into that girl's armpit. One, there's, a two, a thirty. There's <sighs> definitely... I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but a girl has lifted her arms up and somebody off off frame has sprayed silly string directly into her armpit. Let me and, tell you about this porno that me and Bobby watched in high oh school. God. <laughs> but you have to tune into Bobby's that. shown me all of them. I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> Fuck my fucking armpits, man. That was classic. <laughs> and that silly string wasn't silly string. But no, Griff, you're correct because that is literally a hundred times out of a hundred, you can't do it. Except right? they did it once, so I guess 99 I think, times. Griff, I think it was a lucky shot because later in the movie when the cops show up, the cop has to pretend that he gets shot in the eye with silly string, and it hits him like three inches above the eye on the forehead. <laughs> it's hey, just silly string. As we've he's, learned recently, cops are a very frayed people. He's, he's acting like he's a protester getting pepper sprayed for no oh, reason. Bobby, we said no political. We said no <laughs> political. <laughs> He had an agreement. Then why has she been kneeling in front of the Confederate flag this whole time? <laughs> that was last episode. So ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get that joke, please listen to the last episode of Epic Cultured. Hashtag BLM. Um, <laughs> listen, every time I... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Insert BLT. Can we talk about the funniest part of this entire movie without really saying anything? Seth Green. But those, no, Seth Green's friends, when they walk up to the group of black guys, they say, what's up, my N-words, and then just the party stops, and they no, just no. run away, is, like, I oh, think, my favorite part right of the whole then. movie. That was, that was still not right back in 1998. <laughs> not at all, and it was hysterical. Hysterical. <laughs> also, why did everyone end up at the same diner at the end of the movie? There's That's only one diner in this town, even though oh, there's okay. 50, yeah. 550 graduated. All, 550 all the kids drive brand new SUVs, but there's one diner. Yep. That's open. Uh, um, uh, I just I want to praise the movie again that uh, this movie does an amazing job of portraying the perceived stakes of like an 18, like 17, 18 year old, like. I have to be with this girl for the rest of my life or my life is over. And yeah. like, that's a, that's a feeling we all know. But yeah. like now in our thirties, we're like, that was so stupid. Oh, they're all idiots. Yeah. If I was with the same girl that I was with in my first generation of girlfriends, let me tell you, I would rather have my life end. <laughs> first generation. I don't know. I had some pretty good girlfriend. My first girlfriend was at 21. So listen, I'm a late bloomer. He was with a Bulbasaur in high school, and he wants to upgrade to like a Rotom. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming that's better than a Venusaur. We did miss the Asian clique, I believe. (laughs) They weren't in this film. The the anime club. The anime club. Which I was a part of in high school. I I don't think anime club was a thing when we were in high school. No. Magic but part existed. Avatar: the The Last Airbender was so. Please watch that on Netflix no, and anime... the next episode when we talk Eric. about. Eric, I hate you so you much. You fucking now. 
I'm getting people to watch, damn it. No, you're getting people to stop listening. You're getting people to watch Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like, I appreciate that, but it's not this podcast. If next episode we reach in the 40s, you guys owe me a steak dinner. What? All right. Quick fire. What notes do we have? Number one, fuck the foreign exchange student. <laughs> Would you like oh, to touch my penis? I like the foreign exchange student, particularly right after that real dramatic monologue yeah. from Preston. It's an embry. Yeah. It's a classic but moment. You have to assume that that foreign exchange student has been here for at least a semester. Why doesn't he know any English? <laughs> Terrible education system. Yeah, Maybe, I guess when, so. When graffiti and shit started going up, the first person that got blamed was the foreign kid. I guess so. And yeah. he also yeah. murdered Carl Weathers, so, I mean. I, I what? don't get it. But I do it's like from the Rocky. Rocky reference. I like oh, the Shurfinator. Oh, you keep calling Drago. him Ivan Drago. I, I missed. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I like the the Shermanator stealing everything, including a fucking cop car. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then a gumball machine. He, he just, the whole time, just stealing shit left and right. That's one of my favorite subplots. I am yes. very upset that we didn't get an intro to that character or a follow-up to that character at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. It's a Jaws, Jaws sure. didn't have character development, and he was still awesome. I mean, we all know that he ran for president in 2016 and won, surprisingly, and has Oof. thus spun the country into a tailspin of shit Oof. and firestorm. But uh, we could have seen that back in 98. <laughs> Bob, no political. We said this Because already. if you end up going to a Trump rally and getting sick, you're not going to be able to catch the next episode of effing culture this week. <laughs> Coming in Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we can talk about a Matt Rushmore of TV dads, as well as our yearbooks. I'm excited. I've got some 90s lists we get to go through. I'm pretty stoked. Um, I want to talk about... Uh, I don't remember which guy from the band said it, but somebody said Giggity in 1998 before Quagmire was a thing. Did they? Yeah. When did Family oh, Guy shit. start? Uh, I believe it was 1999 was the first episode. And was it Seth Green? Because he could have done a cross-reference. He could have. Yeah, it's true. Maybe. Oh, I mean, there is the connection. Yeah. There was a couple of pair-offs that they ended up, like, uh, one of the chicks I recognized, she didn't, I don't even think she had many lines. I think she was just staring out into oblivion. But she ends up being a character on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of one of the, the the lesbian lover of Willow. And oh, maybe that's where I knew her from. I know what you're you talking from. about. Yeah. And Seth Green was the werewolf on Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. So like, they paired off and did that. Huh. There was uh, the chick that got locked out of the bathroom from making out with... What Ooh, a yeah. dick move, huh? Yeah, right? She was So she was so sad. She and Eric Balfour... Ended up together on 24 season six or seven. Random. Both All right. Interacting. Oh. They were they were lovers on that show. I was like, oh, so you got to see each other like 10 years later doing fucking TV. A lot of these people ended up on the WB network. I feel w- like. WB. Look up popular because I think there was a couple chicks from popular on this. Buffy, obviously. I obviously I love the sequence of. Lichter 
becoming the life of the party because that's like pure wish fulfillment for an that is man. absolutely the, wish the fucking fulfillment. man and you know but, what's funny it proves it proves that when you don't give a shit and you're just you people will accept you and have a good time man right but i want to know after he falls down and then jumps back up to keep going with the song where does the mic come from he, he jumps back up and then Someone the mic up to him he has wills up to him. Speaking I mean, of the Star band has Trek. a roadie, so he finally had a job. There you go. Okay. Speaking of Star Trek, he does have the force, and he brings oh, it you up. cocksucker motherfucker. I'm... Mm. <laughs> oh, God I'm, damn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I don't even give a shit about Star Wars or Star Trek. I will still murder you. <laughs> you know what? And that's fine, Griff. But tune in next episode on why Griff is going to murder me. Ladies and gentlemen. Our Mount Rushmore, where to hide the body. Mount Rushmore, where to hide Eric's body. Coming to you soon. Out of all of the storylines, I think Lictors started the most troubling for me. Just because it was kind of like uh, obsessive and annoying. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into a really cool redemption story. Because... He was wasted, but he still realized that Dexter, like, humiliated himself, right? Like, he got his. And then at the end, like, the bully kind of vouched for him and made him feel better. So, I, although I don't like, at the very end, he's the only one that has the the pictures and he makes Dexter lose his fucking car wash job. So, maybe he's a little bit vindictive. I, I don't know if he had those he had the pictures that did that? I don't think he gave a well, fuck they, about They like, laid them on the kids, right? So I guess the cops had them. Anyone could have had them, I guess. There's hmm. almost a parallel story going on between uh, William, who's, who's fighting the, the king bully, and, and Preston, who's got the hots for this chick, that the, the, these, these people that are so big in their lives mean nothing to them at the beginning. But by the end, there there's kind of a symbiotic relationship. There was there was a redemption for both of them, where the bully did fucking cover for him and apologized. He said, "I, I love that moment." He goes, "I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> so he recognizes he's a piece of shit. It was a good. And moment. it's gonna be a process from realizing, yeah. "Well, that's an asshole move," to actually becoming a better person. And, and I, I want it. He got that at the car wash. I just want to get my last note in there because it drove me crazy through the entire movie. Why did Jennifer Love Hewitt have different lighting than every single other actor in this movie? She's an angel. <laughs> no, but Darwin's no, that was Jenna Elfman. Angel. Yeah. She had glowing light in back and like very strong front light that made her eyes just sparkle. And pretty. no one else had that lighting. It was just her being the dream girl through the entire you know why? You know why yeah, it looked odd right. to you? Because you were looking at her fucking eyes. <laughs> to be you fair, frame, you frame the shot. To be fair, you don't know that she doesn't just have that lighting emanating from her in real life. <laughs> that could just be Jennifer Love Hewitt syndrome. Could be. True. I've never met Jennifer Love Hewitt, but you know who I have met? Martin don't. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> Who's got me kicked out of a movie set, which we'll talk about on Sunday. Have a good night. I hope he gets he tweets me back. I think that would be an interesting thing no, to not watching this and Griff just, just walked away from his microphone. <laughs>
Martin Lawrence is going to come and replace him, too. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, is that you that just put the headset back on? No. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, awkward. Eric, it's just Griff again. Eric has ruined this fermented feud episode. <laughs> what? Yeah, you really the did. Highest rated episode of all time. Listen, Who's shit in the fermented fruit. <laughs> Listen, for my for my liking, there's not enough about the king of beer in this movie. Somebody at the end shouts, "I am the king of beer," and there's no other mention of it in the rest of the movie. All and the I want to know more about the king the of beer. When the nerd got the beer, I feel it. No, it's like everybody. It, the beer's bad. <laughs> that's one it's, of my favorite scenes in the whole movie it's a good scene but no it's like it's like toward the end when people are starting to leave like run away from the party because the cops showed up somebody yells i'm the king of beer and, and that's the only mention of it in the whole movie and i want to know more about that guy maybe it's on the cutting room floor maybe yeah there was okay. an awful lot. I'm sure there's like a three and a half hour cut of this movie somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I would so wa- I'm a fan. I, I would watch that three and a half hour cut. I wonder how much improv happened with like extras and like the smaller characters, like just to try to. <laughs> there was that the one ship. asshole there's... extra that said hi to Preston. <laughs> there's a real time <laughs> cut of this movie. That's just the entire party. <laughs> the whole five hour party. Just... Real time. It was. And notice how none of us talked about the hostess of the party because no one gives a shit about the hostess of this party. Absolutely. Where's the dog shit? And what was gross in the fridge? Was it the dog shit? Was the dog shit in the fridge? The movie gives you all the exposition you need. Mysteries. It was. It's fucking blue cheese. All right. Does anyone have any more quick hits before we get down to the nitty gritty? I wish there was a small independent movie that did the same exact thing in one scene that was filmed in West Haven, Connecticut around 2011. You realize Griff and Rick have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what? Three people listening do. Digit. Including Martin Lawrence. I... The star? I I have one other note. and It's at the end when Jennifer Love Hewitt is throwing away all the pictures on the mirror. I was like, do you need to look at each picture before throwing them away? You put them there. You know what they are. It was very deliberate and a waste of time. I actually commented, I don't throw away pictures. Those just go to the archives. Rick, you don't throw away anything. We've talked about this already. Keep that shit. Those are memories. Last episode, you had a blog from 2003. Speaking of memories, real quick, because it just popped into my head. The the do you remember when kid plus Melissa Joan Hart has to have like the greatest marriage of all time? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You remember remember when you pissed your pants? Remember? Remember, <laughs> remember when you when you vomited in that backpack? You remember that? Okay, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have drank the fermented drink. Oh, yeah. We have watched the rotten movie. Now oh, we need to figure out. Do we feel that this movie deserves its rotten score? Or do we feel that this movie, like a fine wine, is fermented? We'll start with Eric. Eric, rotten or fermented? Listen, let me... I've done an analytic of this movie. I've actually studied it. I've taken... All right, next, Griff. Eric! (laughs) If you you mention Martin Lawrence, I am going to throttle you. I won't, because in the rule of comedy, you say it 17 times, and then it's not funny anymore after the 17th time. So I'm not going to... Uh, Someone's been watching a Martin marathon on BET. Long story short, in the words of Martin Lawrence, it's rotten. 
All right, Griff, rotten or fermented, Griff? Fermented. I say it's fermented. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got a bunch of intriguing and interesting subplots that it actually, like, fulfills from start to finish and weaves in the action uh, into the action of a 90-minute movie. I think it's fantastic. It's no Encino Man, but go ahead. Rick? I hate you. I, I obviously fermented. This movie is very engaging. Like you said, the, the main characters and the subplots, I enjoy them both equally. They're just as fun. The one-liners, the king of beers, I can't wait to catch that next time and try finding out that guy's story. I bet there is more to it. There is just so many great, promising actors in here that, that act, some moved on to do things. This was, this was a good movie. This was the perfect 90s movie. What do you think, Designated Driver? I think it's fermented. I think it's very nostalgic, especially for us millennials. Um, I think there are definitely parts that are alarming to our sentiments nowadays. Like, you know, say the F word and the other F word, the other. Fag. Fuck. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't say that word. I don't like it. But, um, yeah, there were some some interesting moments that definitely were like, whoa, uh, that wouldn't fly nowadays. But it was. Uh, kind of a time capsule of the 90s. I think it was a really fun movie. I am also going to say Fermented. I believe that as a late 90s time, like you said, time capsule movie, I think it does a really good job. Um, I know the older people say they're a bunch of like stereotypical tropes, but we went to fucking school with these people. Like these, Mm -hmm. these people existed. There's Um, a familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think there's more good than there is bad, but just barely. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, the the the. If you go by Rotten Tomato scores, it it becomes fresh over sixty percent, and I believe that it's. I think right around the sixty to seventy range is where it should. You know, I think it got a bum rap. I think it went a little lower than it should have because it's a bunch of grumpy old, you know. Uh, critics that just people, don't get it. People yeah. would taste. Right. Parents just don't uh, understand. Yes, people would taste, as Eric says. So there, it's, there you have it, folks. Um, it's no Big Mama's House starring Martin Lawrence, but you so, know, whatever. So, oh, four out of five of us recommend this movie and say that it's fermented. Um, I had fun watching it drinking. So if you if you have a choice, put a couple back and watch the movie. <laughs> now, not Eric. Drinking. Eric, you know that Martin Lawrence wasn't in this movie, right? You don't have to hate on it because of him, right? You know um, that. My notes are completely off. Then I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> let me. Let, can we rewind? <laughs> Let's start over like a half hour, just a half hour back. Then who was drumming for Loveburger? <laughs> so, folks, thank you for joining us. This has been our second episode of Fermented Fruit. Uh, podcast within a podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. Please listen to our back catalog of Effing Cultured podcasts. I think they're a lot of fun. We've had a blast making them. Um, we'll have another episode coming out this week where uh, the guys are going to talk about our senior yearbooks and a bunch of like 90s, early 2000s throwback nostalgic stuff just to go along the lines of what we're doing here. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, F and Cultured the podcast is the page. You can follow us on Twitter at F and Cultured. 
I hope you had a good time. Let us know if you feel like this movie is rotten, like it's rated right now, or do you believe that it is fermented like a fine drink that'll make you feel like a wonderful person? I hope you're all safe. Don't be a dick. For this episode of Fermented Fruit, I am Bobby. I'm Rick. I'm Griff. And I'm not Martin Lawrence. And I'm wife. Wife, the designated <laughs> driver. Have a good week and go F yourself. Whoop, whoop.